Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 49. You got Tommy Coughlin, you got Jack Agner. We are back in the Schultz's basement. Cue the intro. All right, Jack, welcome back to the show. Week number two. I'm glad to have you back. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, Tom. Happy to be back. I'm ready to have some good conversation on this pod. I'm ready to have some great conversations. Jack and I, we discussed earlier today that we didn't want to talk too much beforehand. We wanted to save it for the pod for you guys to all enjoy with us live. Nothing, nothing backtracked. All these stories are fresh, new to me and Jack. So we're excited to share with you. Um, also, it might sound a little different tonight. We're back to the original Season 1 podcast equipment. So it's been a long time. It may sound better. It may sound worse. In theory, it should sound better. We think so. We think it should sound better. Because before, we were just recording into my laptop, and now we're recording to microphones. We're looking like some pros down here. but um, Moving you know, up uh, in the world. Definitely, we got to figure out, you know, I'm tinkering with this audio interface, trying to figure things out. Um, so we'll see how this sounds this week. Let me know, better or worse, and we're going to keep tinkering with it, and uh, we'll go from there. But this is this is hopefully going to be the move moving forward using these, using these microphones. So uh, we should sound quite crisp, I must say. Crisp. Very crisp. We can do a little ASMR, <laughs> a, little, a little close action. Crisp. all right but we got another solid episode for you guys planned out today first things first we're going to break down the d-backs versus gator series as always um then we're going to get into a little a little debate a little hot take action like we've done before and then we're going to get into the tail derail with um a variety of stories surrounding the same topic so i'm super excited for that before we dive into the series though I wanted to once again shout out Brent's Bricks on YouTube. As you guys remember from last week, I shouted out Brent's Bricks, a Lego YouTube channel. Do you guys enjoy building or collecting Legos? Yep. Or did you used to have Lego as a kid and thought about getting back into the hobby? Then Brent's Bricks YouTube channel is right for you. He does set reviews, vlogs, Lego news, live builds, Lego giveaways, and much more. And I wanted to shout out Brent because he's actually a huge fan of MLW. That's kind of how he found the podcast and stuff like that. And he mentioned how big of a fan he was. He even told me that if you guys go check out his channel, be sure to drop a comment on the video saying you came from the podcast and he will uh, give you a reply and a like in the comments. So shout out to Brent's Bricks. Please go check out his content. All right, Jack. Here we go again. Another series breakdown. Let's do it. On Friday... Um, on the channel uploaded was D-backs versus Gators, the second series of the year for both of those teams. So if you not have you not yet checked out that series, please go do so now. But the ending result was the D-backs taking a wild series, 2-1, and that improves them to 5-1 and one on the year. Um, game 3 won eight innings, I believe. One of the longest games we've had in a couple years. Yep. Uh, what did you see, Jack? What did you see in that series overall? Um, well, once again... You know, Norp looked great on the mound um, at the plate. The Diamondbacks as a whole just continue to show that they don't really have any weaknesses, really. Like, mm-hmm. they can pitch, they can hit. They play really good defense. Um, so, you know, they're still, I think, the team to beat in the league, even from this series. I thought that I felt a little bit bad for Cheatham in that game three. Yeah, me too. Coming back the next day, for whatever reason, his – his pitches weren't doing the same stuff as they were. I mean, they were both throwing gems, kind of. Yeah. You know, and th- and that was tough to come back however many days later, whatever, it, finish the game. Yeah, it was weird to me watching this series back on YouTube because that game three felt like it took forever on YouTube because it was so many innings, so many outs to watch. But in person, I'm not kidding you, that was the fastest seven innings of wiffle ball at night that I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. I'm talking because we had low camera batteries with all kinds of stuff going on. It was like... We were talking two. I was like, I had the camera rolling. I'm talking. There was innings that were there were half innings that were less than two and a half minutes. It was insane because of because of how full, good the pitching was. Yeah, it was just yeah. strike, 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 strike. It was insane. We would have a full frame done in five minutes, a full inning, and we kept saying like, ah, one more, it's gonna be too dark. One more inning, it'll be too dark to keep going. And Mr. Schultz kept saying that, and I was looking at Kyle like, yeah, man, it's gonna be tough to see, and it's not fair for a game like this to end that way. But it'd be four minutes later, be like, all right, let's just start the next inning. Yeah. We just kept going and going. We probably could have done one more at that pace, but then the Metro Park Police came around, and we're kind of, I think they were waiting to close the park for us to get out of there. Okay. So that's kind of why we had to stop that game and resume it. What time did you guys start that game? Or the series? The series started, I want to say, at 6 p.m. 
and we we usually wow. never like to start before or later than six p.m. because of extra innings and the possibility of that. Because yeah. here in Michigan, we can get decent daylight till about nine thirty. Yeah, and I was after gonna that, say. It gets a little dicey, as you kind of saw in the video. I'm sure you'd be surprised. The cameras saturate the image pretty well, but it's darker than you think out there. Yeah, I was I was also gonna say that because it looked. I was gonna say it looked like you could have kept going. Kinda. Yeah, no, it like, looks lighter in person. Yeah. We've noticed that over the years that it looks lighter on camera. Per, on camera, yeah. the camera like auto saturates the image to make it look brighter. So, but yeah, um, to touch on the actual performance of the series, not the length of it. Yeah, I think what you hit it on the head. The Diamondbacks, are the clear front runners in my opinion, and not only the National League but in the league as a whole. Still very early, but I. In a very long time, I have not seen a player perform as consistently as Jimmy Norpaz. Like, I'm yeah. talking Kyle Schultz circa Colts field days. Just so dominant. Yeah. So confident. In everything. Like, he goes out there, and it's just unbelievable to watch. Because, once again, it's hard to appreciate, you know, how small our zone actually is and the difficulties of, you know, you're tired, we're moving kind of fast, we're rushing the game along because it's getting dark, and Norp's just locked in. Like, he makes it look so effortless. And, the, and at the plate, he's so confident. Yeah. I'm talking about his pitching. At the plate, he, he has a massive leg quick leg kick, like kind of a – I mean, it's a good swing for wiffle ball especially, but, like, it's not like he's simple. Like, I'm a simple guy for wiffle yeah. ball because, you know, the ball's moving a lot and um, it, you don't have a lot of reaction time. So I'm very, like – Barely any stride, barely any rotation in the lower half, just arms to the ball, hands to the ball. Norp's got a big old leg kick. Like yeah, he's got a huge <laughs> leg kick. It's insane how solid of contact he makes series after series after good pitchers. Now, sure, Cheatham kind of you know put him in his place that yep. second game for a while, but I'm just talking overall his average is still incredibly high. He's hitting for average, hitting for power, great base runner, great in the field, great pitcher. He's just doing everything. The, the, the plays that impress me the most are the ones where – He's just making like ridiculous snags mm-hmm. to get outs. Like the ball will be hit on the ground and it'll come right back at him and mm-hmm. just no flinch catches it like yeah, right to first base. Those are the plays that like really make a difference. I'm, it was funny because I mean, if those of you who watch the videos, you'll know I made a couple errors in the first series, like routine plays that were dropped. And then I watched Jimmy out there taking pop ups and like he's already basically he's like preparing how he's going to throw the ball around to his infielder before he even makes the play. And I'm like, I remember those days of my athleticism. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, and this is not, we, we all we all have good fun here, and I'm not ripping on anyone <laughs> here, but, and I couldn't tell if it was just the Diamondbacks playing such great defense or if Cheatham is actually, like, oh. pretty slow. Like, <laughs> I think it's both. It's, it's a, I think it was a little bit of both, because yeah. it was, like, every time he'd hit the ball, even if he'd crush it on the ground, mm-hmm. it was a close play, like, yeah. every time. They were, and they got him a jo- few times. Jorgensen and Zerlag were ripping on him, and we were all joking with him, too, and, um, yeah, it's all fun. But yeah. yeah, they're just solid all around. And, um, you know, I, I hate to, like, inflate in players' ego and, like, talk about how good they are or maybe, maybe I shouldn't, but I feel like with Norp, I mean, how can you not? Like, it's impressive. It's so good. It's very impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's only his second year. I mean, he's played wiffle ball before, obviously, but, yeah, but in the league, it's, it's pretty impressive. so good. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I always joke with him, like, dude, like, I would joke before when he'd, like, make a nice play, like, oh, my God, Jimmy, you're so good. But now it's, like... Jimmy, you're actually so good. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how you are so good. It's actually impressive. The other funny thing was uh, I was talking to Jonah about it because I felt bad because, of course, the uh, the series that Kyle really tries to hype him up before with all his stats oh, yep, and stuff, yep, and, yep. Then they, and then that's his first loss. I know. It was, ba- it was, it was bound to happen. That, but yeah. It was bound to, but it, it was, was bound to happen. It was funny how that worked out. All right. Well, we would. We, I would have. I actually invited Jonah Heath on tonight, tonight's podcast. I know we've had a lot of the captains on previously to talk about the um, the series. Yeah. But um, you know, Jack and I were talking. We think it'd be cool just to have a you know a different variety of guys throughout the year, so you guys can kind of hear from everyone. Because some guys, you know, aren't necessarily getting interviewed every game or talking in the outros and that kind of thing. So it's hard to get to know them. But I think the podcast is a great way to get some more guys on to show some more personality and stuff like that. So I texted Jonah, wanted to get him on, and it turns out that the whole Diamondbacks team all play on the same slow-pitch softball team, and they had a game to Monday night, tonight, and so they could not be on to speak on their series. But um, Hashtag chemistry. That just shows you. These guys are doing it all. Yeah. Funny enough, the Gators, not the Gators, but so the Trenton guys in the league, that'd be Chris Cheatham, Brendan Jorgensen, Trevor Bonham, Jordan Curdy, there's Jason Chadwick, there's a, probably more, I'm forgetting. But they all, tonight, in Brighton, Michigan, at the Legacy Center, are playing in a basketball league. Really? This is the first week of it. Yeah, it's like a six or eight week league. So both guys are playing. So these guys in are just re- like wreck. These like guys are intramural sport intramural legends, legends, basically. Yeah, <laughs> doing they it all. They just live for intramurals. It reminds me of we don't have. I did slow pitch softball 
we're kind of getting off the rails here, but this is what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Um, you know, I did slow pitch softball one year at MSU, just once, one spring. And um, to be honest, I kind of hated it. It really? was like from baseball to softball. Hitting was fun, of course. Yeah. But like when you go out there and like everyone's expecting me to, me to be the best infielder, which I think I was on our team. But when you're playing shortstop and slow pitch softball, it sucks. Every yeah. ball hit at you is a missile. And yep. we're playing on a field at Michigan State that was just like – Basically an intramural football field, just grass, divots yep. everywhere. Like it was sketchy. Yeah. I'd say I made we probably played six games. I'd say I made like an error a game. Because you just get missiles hit at you. Intramurals like, are no what joke. I, what did I even want what do you want me to do here? <laughs> like uh, I'm not wearing a cup or anything. <laughs> like it was sketchy. It was so sketchy. And like I was getting frustrated out there. But and this is when I had much higher expectations of myself too, because I was only a year removed Naturally. from baseball. But yeah. Yeah. So Despite all the Trenton guys being at their basketball league, Brendan Zerlag is available to speak on his performance, who, by the way, has been playing pretty well lately. Mm-hmm. So we can get him on the phone here, um, talk about the series, and see what he has to say about his uh, his Gators that are now sitting at what? They slipped two and four? They're two and four. Yeah. That's, that's, they ha- you know, they're two and four, but they're probably better than the record shows. This, I mean, two and four in this league is... I know. That's honestly... I mean, someone's got to be at the I, bottom. I know, you know what I mean? I know, like, I know. It's better to be two and four than zero oh and six Absolutely. or one and five, which Absolutely. has happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get Zerleg on the line right now. Put it a little closer. I think. I think this is his second second appearance on the pod. That's I better. Think. Make sure to get the thing in. Yeah. What's up, Zerleg? How's it going, my man? How you doing? Going good. Going good. Yourself. Doing well, thank you. Well, you are back on the Pipe It Up podcast. I would think this is your second appearance this year, and we are joined tonight by Jack Agner, a new host to the show. Happy to have him here as well. But um, Jack's going to break down a couple questions here for you about uh, your series. All right, sounds good. Let's do it, brother. So um, you've been playing pretty well this season. You had a pretty good series. I think you had a home run, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah two against uh, D-backs. So I guess before we get into the D-backs, just – you what's been working for you this year um or is there anything you've kind of changed from the past uh i definitely changed my stance this year like i'm not going as much as my baseball stance not that it affects it but uh i'm definitely going like shorter swing just quicker to the ball with how much movement all these pitchers have it's kind of crazy so i just have to shorten the swing just quick to it and then obviously it's been working lately Right, I agree. Yeah, I kind of mentioned the same thing before we gave you a call. I was talking about how, like, Norp has a very, like, vicious swing in terms of a lot of movement, a lot of loading going on, whereas I've more so, like, don't even use my lower half at all. I basically just throw my hands at the ball. So I'm glad it's working for you as well. Yeah, so am I. What it, so, uh, and then next question here. Give me your perspective just on the series playing the Diamondbacks. What do you think uh, you guys as a team did well or could improve on or, you know, just your overall thoughts on the th- on the series? You know, overall, I honestly didn't think it was that bad of a series. Um, it seems to be that we're, I mean, struggling in the back-to-back series. The first game have, has not gone good either time. I don't know what our problem is right now, but we definitely need to fix that because – Winning that first game is actually just such a momentum shifter because you know you just need one more of those last two to win the series. But, I mean, that first game, I mean, pretty bad, but not awful. The uh, second game, that, I feel like that was Gator Wiffle Ball. We were all swinging it. Our pitch, pitches were looking good. Our defense was making plays. That's the Wiffle Ball we need to be playing if we want to have a real shot this year again. And then, obviously, there was that third game. Yep. Uh, long dreadful one the night where we played the other games and we started and we got those first seven innings in those were great seven innings i mean obviously we weren't hitting that well but pitchers were throwing strikes i mean everything seemed to be unhittable and then to go back not or a couple days later and just to play one inning uh it kind of sucked to lose that way but i don't really feel like the score is a good representation of how we played overall in that series yeah absolutely not i wanted to ask you too you know even though it was kind of out of your control were you kind of frustrated personally that you had to come back another day instead of like obviously both pitchers were locked in you had seen norp a lot in that third game was it kind of frustrating having to walk away from that series and then try to resume later yeah it was kind of frustrating but i mean obviously we all completely understood i mean it was getting dark it was honestly getting hard 
to see the ball. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of weird because obviously everything's going. I think we had the momentum because we were putting the bat on the ball more. But uh, I mean, no one's really mad. I mean, we're just mad at the final outcome, I guess you could say. Yeah, I've been there before. I had a series postponed due to darkness one time as well, a playoff series, and it was definitely a weird feel. Like it's hard to re rehone in that focus. I mean, we, I think we might have suspended like mid game. It was very weird. So I feel for you there, but. Overall, yeah, we were just talking about how your record doesn't really necessarily reflect, uh, you know, your season performance so far. It's a tough league, a tough division you guys are in. Um, do you, like, do you kind of feel the pressure a little bit more now, though, that you're sitting at the bottom of the standing six games in? Uh, yeah, I definitely feel the pressure. I feel like our fans, I mean, they know the Gator with ball we can play, and we're not giving it to them. I feel like they have higher expectations, and so do we ourselves. We know we should be playing better than this. We know, I mean, there's a fair opportunity that we should be 4-2 and two right now with one uh, one of the games against the Cobras and that last game against the D-backs. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, a couple different swings, a couple different pitches, you guys could be sitting in a very different spot in the standings. So. Yeah, I was. I think this is, um, you know, it's a thing in every sport, but in wiffle ball especially, like, you notice, like, Literally, one pitch, one swing can drastically change not only a, a game, but a season. Like I was telling you know, Kyle after our series that we played where we beat the Wildcats two out of three, I was like, man, we were, one out of, we were one strike away from losing that series, and we ended up scoring four runs in that inning and then winning game one. Like, that can change. Last year we lost. But we that was the, wild. Last year we missed the playoffs by one game. And like, that, stuff happens all, that stuff happens all the time in this sport where one home run or, like, you had a full-count pitch where you could have walked a guy to walk in and run, but you struck him out. Like, that thing, that happens all the time. So I definitely feel for you, like Yeah, exactly. And, like, like what you said, like, that one game was the reason you guys missed the playoffs. And it wasn't even something that you guys could control. Sometimes you have to bank on other teams doing certain things in games. Or, like, if like you could have been one pitch away, let's say we would have hit a walk-off in one of those games last year, and you would have made it. Yeah, sometimes you got to get help from other teams. I think the Magic are... Or, or they know how they know how that works with yeah. the Cobras just sliding down the tables. Hey, let the magic be a living example, Brendan. That uh, the anything season, can happen. The season is not over. Anything until, can happen. Until it is over. There's always magic left. But uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, I know the Gator fans got your back, and uh, you guys have a very solid squad. So uh, don't fret, and uh, we'll see you back out there for your next series. Of course, appreciate it. Always a good time. All right, talk to you later, Brendan. Take it easy. Oh, good kid. That's tough. I, I feel where he's coming from. Um, it's frustrating when you're down early in the year, especially when you know how good all the other teams are. I remember going into last season when we played the Cobras. We were two and four, and we swept them. And like that felt like the weight of the world was off my shoulders. I was oh, like, wow, huge. we're now five and four instead of <laughs> two massive. games behind five hundred. We still missed the playoffs, though. That's what I'm saying. A lot can happen. Yeah. But um, yeah. All right. Well, I don't have much more to say about that series. How about you, Jack? Um, I thought. That was an interesting phone call, but I mean, I, I liked his answers. I thought mm -hmm. that, uh, I think that the Gators showed that, you know, they can compete with the top, top of the line, you know, even though they're mm -hmm. bottom of the standings, they competed with the Diamondbacks. They just went toe-to-toe -to -toe for were, seven innings. They were toe-to-toe -to -toe in a series, yeah, the series decider rubber match game, mm -hmm. and they went eight innings, and it, you know, just didn't go their way, but I think that shows how competitive the league is. I think one thing I didn't mention that I probably should have is what are the Diamondbacks going to do about Ben Wilson? Kid comes in from Chicago, hits a grand slam, kind of shifts the momentum in that long game. So they kind of have four players now, and I know teams have been successful with four players, but World Series champs, we've seen three guys, and I have no idea where Norp's head is with that situation. It would have been nice to talk to him tonight to hear that insight. I'm sure we'll hear about it soon in the future. What would you do? But, um, I don't know. That's what's, that's what's difficult about it because you also have to think about two where it's like you got other factors in terms of maybe you're having more fun with four guys. Maybe these are your friends. Like you, it's t it's honestly hard. It's a tough situation. So you got to make tough decisions and figure out what your priorities are as a manager. Whether it's really being cutthroat and doing everything you can to win, or if you want to go out there and have fun. Because I think winning and having fun can also go hand in hand sometimes. So I don't know. If I was it's tough. If I was if I was Norp, I would. And this, I guess I, you're right. I don't know his relationships with these mm -hmm. kids and how good of friends they are or whatever. But I would just stick with three and, you know, bring them both if they can both come to the series and, you know, maybe play 
both of them in the first two games and mm-hmm. see how they do. And I mean, they have to force you to play them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have like if someone is better than the other one, it'll kind of mm-hmm. show itself over time, and maybe that would help them make a decision. Yeah. As a manager, I always I'm not a fan of bringing four and then playing three because then I just feel bad. It's like a kid who came out and is sitting and not playing. Yeah. Like you guys might have saw in the video for the Mallards first series that Brendan Davenport was there. But I was like so transparent with him, before, all, all off season long and the day of. Like, dude, I'm happy you want to come, but like, I don't plan on playing you. I'm I'm sorry, but like, that's just not something I want to do. But I, if you want to come, you're more than welcome. Yeah. But I was very transparent beforehand because I didn't want him to drive out to the field and then sit there and be like, "Well, dude, what the heck was that?" But I I, I did give him an at bat. I yeah. felt like I said I feel bad having kids sit, so we got him and he's in the stat book with his with his base on balls, and maybe he'll play again soon. I will say there is something about the energy of playing with four people i loved playing with on the preds when we had four you of had us four? when we had yeah, plus you guys were all really close friends as well yeah and that's what i'm saying it could be similar for the diamondbacks the four could almost make them better if this mm-hmm. pitcher's got to face four different batters that are all good you know he doesn't get as used to them yeah that you're does. not you're not getting as many plate appearances that's what but I don't it also like. might throw the pitcher that's off what, a little bit because like even if you only play three guys per game like, I want my guys that I think, even if maybe, like, say maybe Brendan, this is just speculation, but say Brendan Davenport's, like, we put him in there or something would have happened and he would be amazing, but that might not ever happen, but I'll never know. But I'm right. just investing in the guys that I committed to, giving us as many plate appearances as possible and trying to improve and just stick with it. That because that's like, that was the same reason I stayed in right field after making errors. I was like, guys, I think Caden's better in left. Let me just stay in right field, get the reps. We'll work out. You know, we'll work, work it out the as we kinks go. Out, yeah. It's just investing in the guys. And um, is Schema left-handed? Shima. Shima. Shima is me, a lefty. Sorry. Is he hits left-handed? Shima. Yes. I don't. I think he might throw. And so right. is Heath. Heath throws left-handed and swings right. And Ben's a righty. Ben's right-handed. So it might not hurt the, the, to have Shima. In I'm there telling you, the righty-lefty thing as a pitcher can throw you off. That's what I'm saying. In ball and baseball it never That's affected me. In wiffle ball, it definitely does. Throw Shima in the three spot, and mm-hmm. then there's a little breakup between the righties. Yeah, that's not a bad... That's something to definitely think about. I didn't I think about know. that before. But, all right, we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Agner grabbing some water. Mm-hmm. All right, he's hydrated. My mouth's a little dry, but I got no water. But we are back. I'm good. Thank you. He offered. Thank you, Jack. No problem, Tom. Um, okay, we're going to get into another hot take on the show. This week, we're going to go into a very popular um, talking point in the sports world nowadays, at least if you're into baseball. Some people hate baseball. You know what? I hate you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, a lot of talk lately in the baseball world about pitchers using foreign stubs, foreign substances while throwing. Jack, I don't know how much of a baseball fan you are on that level, but are you even familiar with this topic? I have, you know, I am familiar with this topic. Most of my knowledge comes from YouTube videos mm-hmm. under the title, maybe like, top 15 times pitchers got caught cheating or like yeah. cheating was caught in sports something like that maybe and, a john boy video and half of them yeah yeah <laughs> and half of them are just baseball related because yeah. i feel like for whatever reason everyone's just trying to cheat everyone's somehow cheating, in baseball man. astros are cheating yeah, every, yeah. so Banging many more teams that haven't gotten caught but yeah so basically to catch you up here um is and it's been a thing for a long time and believe it yeah. or not i actually had a kid when i was 13 years old on my travel team doing this isn't that ridiculous Really? Yeah, I swear to God. Um, you, you wouldn't know him. He's just picking up pine tar He'd for the weekend. He put pine tar on his glove and, like, pitch with it. So you like. Was he, like, subtle about it, or did everyone know? I mean, we all, our whole team knew. Yeah. <laughs> but could, as a hitter, do you think the other team Probably knew? not, no. Probably not. I mean, so anyway, yeah, so pitchers are putting, whether it's pine tar, whether it's other foreign substance, I don't know what the heck they use, but it's a topic of should the, major, should the MLB be cracking down on this because it's kind of known that everyone's doing it, or a lot of guys are doing it. And the le- batting averages in baseball are lower than they've ever been this year in like 50 years. Like the, really? the league average is the lowest it has ever been. 
So the problem is, is number one, people say the game's less exciting because there's less hits. So that's a problem for the fans. Number two, and where I kind of have an issue with it, and this is why I'm going to say they should crack down on it, is because I don't think it's right to say that it's illegal, but then people are doing it. So then the pitchers that aren't doing it, that seems like a huge disadvantage. True. So it's got it's got to be a fine line in the sand where there's act, it's actually enforced, things are actually checked, and that's why my hot take my hot take is going to be that pine tar is ruining the game. What do you think? Based on your limited knowledge, what do you think? Well, you said you know people are saying it's less exciting to mm-hmm. watch. I guess that I feel like that depends on who you ask. That's true because there has been more no hitters. There's yeah, been more no hitters lately. And to be honest, like if I go to a baseball game, mm-hmm. I want to see some dangers for sure. <laughs> like I want to see some dangers. That's why I'm going to the game. Yeah. And but if I'm watching it on TV, I mean it's cool to see a home run, but the TV angle, a just pitching. seeing just nasty pitches mm-hmm. like. That's why I like watching baseball. I mean, even if, even like, obviously, I like to see some hits in there. But mm-hmm. if this pine tar is letting these guys throw even nastier pitches, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, because it is banned. Maybe they could find some sort of substance that's like not that sticky and, regulate and like it. regulate that's it. That's what I'm saying. Just regulate it. Yeah. Make it standard. Yeah. It's just like the thing where <laughs> this is a totally another topic, but it's funny to talk about. Like they're saying that colleges are playing, are paying college athletes to come to their school. Maybe some aren't doing that. Like you just gotta level the playing right. field. It needs to be regulated to the point where teams or players. Like I was the reason I brought this up today and I wanted to talk about it is because I watched a video of Nick Nick Castellanos talking about it. Um, very popular is player it? right now in the league, and he was talking about how like this can change someone's like pitchers who are utilizing this and to their advantage and are successful with it. That can lead to you know, fifty to hundred million dollar differences yeah. in their career because of how much it's changing versus guys who aren't, and it costs them. You know, it sucks. Yeah. That can lead to you getting sent down. Can change your life. So it's just, it's got to be standard. Is uh, that's my only thing. I don't care. Like Jack said, make a regulated substance, make it illegal. I don't care. Just pick us out of the fence and draw the line in the sand and go forward with it. That's what I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Garrett Cole one of the main suspects for yeah, this? I, I, like I. I there's a I lot feel like names. he pops up on my feed all the time. With yeah, because like there's videos of, of like you, there's videos people break down videos of like look at him touching his hat here, or touching his glove here, and it's uh, patterns and stuff like that. There used to be, um, I think it was. Do you remember Jose Valverde on the Tigers? Oh yeah, <laughs> he used to have. Oh yeah, the, like he was on, our closer, on, wasn't he? Maybe it wasn't him. Wasn't he, he was, our closer? He was our closer. He yes. would just come in and throw gas. There was a guy on the Tigers who would literally have. I think maybe his claim would it was dirt, but there was some brown spot on his hat. That I would see every Robertson. game, and he'd always touch it. No, it was it was more <laughs> recent than that. But anyway, it was like so obvious that there was something there, but maybe it was just dirt or something. But there was something on his hat, and I remember seeing tweets like, "Oh, it looks like so and so's extra stick I'm on his hat today." Like it was so obvious. So just regulate it. That's my whole thing. Is just figure out a standard for it. But I don't know. Let us know. Send us DMs what you think. If it's a problem, if it's not, I'm curious to see your guys' perspective on things because. Um, I don't know. Just if it just was how if it was how it stands right now, where it's technically not legal, mm-hmm. but also it People seems like you could it. get away with it. Yeah. Would you use it? If it seems <sighs> like you would, may- maybe it could help you. Like you said, like we're talking yeah. millions, millions here. Of dollars, man. We're talking. You're driving like a nice car versus like you're driving a really really nice car. You're talking just just for a little bit of sticky I'm, stuff on I'm your fingers. Driving, That's what I'm saying. I mean, if they're already making so much money, I'm already driving a Bentley. But now my friends and family are driving Bentleys. <laughs> yeah, that's now, true. That's a good now, point. Now you can spread not, even not more only, wealth. Not only me and my wife are going on vacations, yeah. me and my extended family and friends are going on vacations. Right. Like, gener- this is generational wealth you're generating. You're building. Like, it's insane how much. Just a little bit is. of stickiness, though. Just think about what you know. What if you put you know if I put a, someone gave me a million dollars today at 22 years old, like by the time I'm 60, that's going to be so much money. Right. So think about what 50 million can do for generations to come. Right. Like, you're. That's your changing your trajectory of generations. It's about compound you, interest. Hopefully, you do something good with it and maybe donate some because really, no one needs that much money. But you're taking care of a lot of people. Yeah, it's changing your changing people's lives. So, all right, enough on that. But I would love to hear your guys' opinions on it. But with all that being said, we've talked wiffle ball, we've talked baseball, we had Zerlag on the phone. But now it's time to head to the tail of the rail. Tail the rail. There's a cumulonimbus coming in from the western front.
as I mentioned earlier, it's going to be a, we're going to both be telling stories today, but we're going around a centralized topic of law enforcement while on the road. Jack and I have had our, a couple of run-ins with the law while driving, you know, sometimes I'm a good driver, but you know, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. So with me having the more recent story, I guess I'll start. Um, you may have mentioned on a few episodes ago when it was titled Tommy venting after a rough few weeks, that one of the things I mentioned was that I got pulled over and got a ticket. Now, let me give you the details of this situation. So I'm 22, got my license at 16. Never in my six years of driving have I gotten pulled over. Never. Was never pulled over once. Completely clean record. Um, n- nothing. Completely clean. And then I was going back to Michigan State from Brighton, Michigan, about a 50-minute drive for my graduation ceremony, which was the next morning at 9 a.m. So I'm graduated. I'm feeling great. I'm excited to see the fellas. Go out, have a good time, celebrate college, being done. Vibe. Like, it, was, it was a great vibe driving back there. I'm listening to music, having a good time. And I am literally on my street that my house is on. Well, that's kind of a lie, but I'm on like a crossroad of where my street is. I'm turning onto my street. And there's stop signs, and Michigan State is loaded with police, as a lot of college campuses are. So I don't speed on campus. I don't do anything sketchy because that's just you're just asking to get pulled over. But, you know, I was, I guess, not focused, and allegedly, I failed to come to a complete stop at a stop sign. Mm. Allegedly. So, I'm driving along, about to turn into my driveway, and all of a sudden, I see lights go on behind me, and I'm like, is that for me? I'm like, I wasn't speeding, I wasn't going over 30, like, what happened? I thought maybe I had a taillight out, a headlight out, like, I was like, maybe I missed a blinker, I was like, what happened? So, I turn into my driveway, and I can see all my roommates, I see Noah, Steve, and Nate staring at me through the window as the cop is behind us in my driveway, and she comes out, and she's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, to be honest, I don't know what happened, and she's like, oh, you blew through that stop sign back on on Gunson, and I was, maybe I talked my way into this, because I was like, I blew a stop sign, and I was like, I was like, oh, did I just not come to a full stop? She's like, yeah, you didn't come to a full stop. She's like, I got to see all four tires come completely to a dead stop, I was like, oh, I apologize, so... Gave her my license and registration. I'm thinking, I'm probably fine here. It's, I told her it was my graduation the next day. Like, yeah. We, we kind of laughed. And um, I was like, I have a clean record. I'm chilling. So then she comes, she, she walks back to the car quick. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. This is a warning and I'm good. And she's like, can I please get your phone number and email address? And I'm like, oh, that's probably not a good thing. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> it doesn't sound too good. <laughs> so I give her my information. And sure enough, I see her walking back with a big old white slip of piece of paper. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me right you now. You hate to see it. This is what I get. I know kids who fly around and do dangerous things all the time. And I get pulled over for this. So I'm upset with her. I'm, I wasn't mean to her or anything. But I was. I think she, she told me the information on how to pay the ticket. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, sorry. I was like, I didn't think. I thought I stopped. And I definitely didn't intend on stopping. Or I definitely did intend on stopping. And she's like, yeah, that's okay. So whatever. Now I'm stressed out because this ticket, as based on what I read online, this is treated the same as like you could blow through a red light and have the same ticket. Really? It's just yeah, it's a, you're you're failing to you're stop disobeying or you're disobeying a traffic sign. Is that what it's called? Yeah. A tra- traffic something, a traffic signal. You're disobeying okay. a traffic signal. Is what it's called. So it's three points on your license and the ticket's two hundred five. So I'm talking that would have boosted it. We're talking about a thousand dollars. Because I would have had to pay. I'm still on my parents' insurance, thankfully enough. But I would have had to pay my dad the difference. He told me right away. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's a bummer, but it's like you're gonna have to pay me for that insurance boost if we get it. And I was like, that's understandable. So it would have been. It takes three years for your license to get wiped of the points. So we're talking literally hundreds to th- maybe a thousand dollars. So I would have had to pay over the next couple of years for this ticket. But did you go to the? Did you go to the? Uh, court or whatever? Yeah. So then I'm like, well, this really sucks. So I'm thinking. I'm weighing my options here. You can you can admit guilt. You can admit to rolling the sign. Yeah. But then it says the points won't be changed. It says like you might get like a reduced fine or something. I don't know. I didn't like the sound of that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fight this thing. I stopped at the stop sign. So I did stop. I told you I stopped. It was alleged alleged that I didn't stop. But so I submit my court order thing, and I get my date for an informal hearing. It was for June 16th in East Lansing. So that's gonna be this Wednesday. So you got that coming up. Well, here's the here's where the story gets good. So I'm sitting after a long, as some of you would know, some of you may know, I'm working a full time job now. I'm, in, I'm a corporate man, and I've had a long week at work. Corporate time. You know, I'm starting to get into the nitty gritty of things. The learning curve is kind of extreme. I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm stressed, and it's Friday midday. I'm just wanting the week to be over. And I um, hear my I hear my laptop to my left make a ding, and I open up this email, and it just says 
Officer Wright has dismissed your ticket. You no longer need to appear in informal hearing. <laughs> Let's go. I was so happy. Let's go. It was the biggest. Just for just for appealing. Just for appealing it. My theories you are. You didn't even have to show up. Didn't, I kind of wanted to show up. Would've yeah. Would have been a good experience. Like but suit and tie. Yeah. Would have. A briefcase. You would have had to bring a briefcase. Unbelievable. First of all. Why? Why did that happen? Like, why don't you just give me a warning in the first place, then, instead of just wiping the ticket? But my theories That's are: absurd. A, she like couldn't appear, like she had they a vacation. Don't wanna, yeah. B, she had something else to do that day and like just didn't want to come. Or C, this was a rumor I heard, but apparently some cops are like in their private notes will make a note like if this person appeals, just wave it because they had like they Nothing were on their they record. were nice and the record was clean, that kind of thing, just to save them time. So that could have happened as well. But that's my story, guys. So things, I'm fingers crossed, things may be turning around for old Tom. That's good. I had a comedy of errors there for a while. Maybe this is the turning point for my summer. Maybe this is where things get better. That's good I karma. I, I hope so. Uh, that happens kind of often but where, so, they, where they get dismissed. Yeah, I know. I, my mom tried so, to appeal one for going, like, her ticket was kind of stupid, so, too. I'm not going to say stupid because you should obey the rules yeah. of the road. But I think she was going 39 and a 35 and got ticketed for it. That's tough. That's kind of weak, isn't that's, it? That's weak. I think that's, that's kind of weak. That's as well. like they have a quota, and it was the end of the month. That's what or I think too. That's and he he uh, he was a couple off. Yeah, or she for sure. So I mentioned I wanted to tell this story to Jack. At least update you guys that my ticket was dismissed, which is awesome. Thank you, Officer Wright. But yeah, um, Jack was like, I got some good stories about driving and running in with the law as well. So we, I said, we let's just make this a whole segment here and talk about it. Well, I do have a good story. When I got pulled over, it's kind of funny. Um, so this is like. Me and my girlfriend went um, went camping, and mm-hmm. we were coming back from that. And so it's, like, early in the morning. It's, like, 9 o'clock, like, 9.30. And this is, like, we're in the back roads now, like, in the country. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a paved road, but it's it's unmarked, so it's 55. That's kind of the standard is 55 Double unmarked Michaels. paved. Yeah. And so um, I'll, I'll, if I'm being honest, I was driving, like, a pissed off teenager. <laughs> I was driving like a band. I mean, the road's straight, you know, yeah. so it wasn't really like I was hey, going to roll the car or anything. Were, it was, I was going fast. You were though. allegedly going pretty fast. I was allegedly going pretty <laughs> fast. So this guy, I like, I'm going down this hill sort of, uh. and this cop is coming down the hill and it must've been like, he just left the, left the office and mm-hmm. was coming out for his like initial run. Uh. And as soon as I pass him, he hits the nearest road, whips around. Oh, that's the, you see, and I'm did you like, see it in your mirror? Uh, oh, I saw, oh, I was like, like, I saw him right away, feeling. just flip his lights on, turn around. And yeah. I was like, oh crap. So this is the first time I've been pulled over. So if I'm being honest, like I'm a little nervous, I'm mm-hmm. a little nervous. So I'm thinking all my training, all my driver's ed training, what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Our driver's ed trainer was pretty funny. <laughs> did you do all-star or did you do a... Uh, Focus. I did, I did, do you remember? I did focus. So you Mr. have Mr. B? Mr. B. Mr. B. So this I, is Mr. B. I know Mr. B from class, but I actually never drove with him. But continue. So Mr. B, actually one class, basically spent the class talking about what to do like when you get pulled over and how to, yeah, and how to, uh, how to uh, you know, treat the cop with respect and stuff mm-hmm. and just make the process overall better. Mm-hmm. And so what he said was, to keep your hands like on the steering wheel and just you know be polite with the officer and when he asks you for or when he or she asks you for your, their your license and registration just let them know where it is and ask like if you can grab it before that was moving. a mistake that i made yeah I, I remember being told like keep your hands on the wheel till they yep. ask you to move and like i had already reached and grabbed the stuff and i was like oh wait this is sketchy yeah. now and i was like all weirded out but i wasn't like i was nervous but i was just rattled i was like you gotta be kidding me i'm getting pulled over right now that kind of thing yeah and uh so he comes to the car and he's like, "You know how fast you were going?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> "I don't know exactly, but like I knew I was speeding." And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, uh, I think he. I don't really want to <laughs> say what he clocked me at, but he wrote me for like I think going ten over." Oh wow, you and must have been cruising. So he he you gave me he cut he already cut me a break, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, I'm like I got my hands on the <clears> wheel <throat> and I'm like, uh, he asked for my license or whatever. I go my wallet yep. and registrations in the glove box mm-hmm. you know can i retrieve it and he's can like retrieve that's what i said i yeah. said can i retrieve it he said yep and i got it handed it to him whatever mm-hmm. and then my girlfriend looks at me and is like like what was that i'm like what do you mean <laughs> what was that she's like why are you like acting like that i'm like i'm trying no, i'm just yeah. like i don't know i was nervous mm-hmm. but like i was just trying to 
make the process no, smooth. Let the cop know that like I respect that. the you're authority. To, yeah. I've heard to keep two and two on the wheel. Yeah. Two on the uh, two on the road, two on the wheel until he asks yeah. you to retrieve your stuff. S- yeah. So he ends up writing I me a ticket. He writes me a speeding ticket. I think it was like 180 bucks or yeah, something. Cheaper than my okay. rolling stop sign. And so allegedly. Yeah. And so like maybe a, a two or a few weeks earlier, my little sister got in a car crash and like basically like t-bone someone like hit oh, someone geez. pulling out of like a plaza mm-hmm. gets ticketed goes geez. to court and the cop just doesn't show up so For her accident doesn't show up wow so her ticket gets waived so i'm like i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna do the same thing right yeah. like i'm just like <laughs> it's gonna be easy like no way i'm paying mm-hmm. this I'm, I'm there like maybe like 20 minutes early 15 minutes early now is this for like a hearing the, informal this, hearing or just, this, this is this just is to show up now. this is the original See, yeah, like, this is different because i don't want to cut off your story but no quick, go ahead um like yeah usually like you go to court and say you want to fight it and then like maybe like you meet the cop later but like mine because of covid like i had to actually like schedule a hearing it was yeah. a little different so i don't know but yeah I, I I just had a hearing mm-hmm. like it was like you got to show up yeah yeah and so i showed up hoping that the same thing that happened to my sister would happen to me and it would mm-hmm. just get dropped yep this guy is the first cop in there oh. he's the first cop in, he's there like 15 minutes early he got there like five <laughs> minutes after me i'm like yeah. okay great but he gave me a couple options one was like you can do this class basically yep. almost like a training I've class and it, mm-hmm. it'll take the uh it'll take the like points, points. off that's or uh, but I, it wasn't very many points i think it was like two points yeah, maybe which three. is like yeah Mm-hmm. And or he could change the ticket to an impeding traffic ticket, and it would reduce like or I would pay more money, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't get points on my license, and it wasn't like that much more money. Maybe the ticket was originally like 150, and I'd pay 180 mm-hmm. for it to get changed, and he just changed it to that, and I paid it, and never got points, and I still get my like freebie class for the next mm-hmm. time they catch me driving too fast. Yeah, that's what I anticipated coming. Now, once again. I don't have a clear memory of like you know you know you're driving you're kind of you don't really think consciously when you're driving especially after so long like you just drive you know yeah and I well, well I thought I did stop you know who who's you know I trust the officer's judgment but I had a feeling that's what was going to happen to me was they're going to say either pay a larger sum of money no points or the class that's what I've heard yeah so that's kind of what I was hoping for to be honest while this this missile thing is awesome uh, I guess I had some good karma coming my way but I was anticipating having to pay more money. But it probably would have still been less money for me in the long run because of the insurance boost I was going to have to pay anyway for the points. Yeah. So, like, I was fine with that. Another funny ticket story, just while we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. The same girlfriend that mm-hmm. was in the car. Your loyal guy. Your loyal guy. She, <laughs> on the way to my house, accidentally was daydreaming and ran a red light and, oh. like, kind of kind of clipped someone Ooh, and got a ticket for it. She didn't get hurt. But the ticket was wiped because her last name is Beck and the mm-hmm. officer wrote it down as Becker. And so her name wow. was just incorrect on the ticket and never That's got a ticket. That's insane. That's so lucky. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, as we were talking, I mentioned to uh, Dirty Dan earlier that we were going to be talking about uh, driving mishaps and whatnot. And he says, well, I got a story too. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome your favorite, Daniel Schultz. Daniel Schultz in the building. How are we doing? We're doing good. Thank you, Tom, for having me on. It's just a quick story. I just thought it was kind of funny. Uh, I think this was a couple years ago. I think was probably my junior high school. I could be wrong, but uh, one day I was going to high school just like any other day, except I really wanted a snow day. That uh, It was in the middle of the winter, super cold. I was not in a good mood. Uh, I thought we were going to get a snow day one school day. Woke up, found out that it was not going to be a snow day. Got in the car. I uh, just went to school like any other day, and then at a stop sign, I literally screeched on the brakes, slid like five yards, couldn't go because there was oncoming traffic, and then I see in my rearview mirror there's a car coming, and I just knew, because I, I, just, I, I just knew that they were going to slip just as well. And uh, yeah, I got hit pretty hard. The damage on the car wasn't too bad, but uh, yeah, that was not fun. I had to call my dad, miss school. And it was just did, not fun. Did the guy get a ticket? No, I don't think so. I for they, rear-ending you? It, like, 
I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember. I don't think so, though. I think they, they because of the ice, they marked it off as a no-fault situation. Gotcha. Yeah, I think because of the ice, that's exactly what happened. They can't really ticket him for that. So you but, could just drive around like an idiot <laughs> in the winter and just not get a ticket? That sounds like it to me. I mean, that's what Daniel just told us. So I can just tell the cop that Daniel Schultz... You learn something new every day. Said I can just hit whoever I want. Yeah, we'll just name time. drop Dan. Yeah. Uh, also, Dan, it sounds like you ended up getting your snow day that day. No, no yeah, you basically did. <laughs> no school. No school for Dan. Careful what you wish for, young man. <laughs> uh, we need a third microphone down here so Dan can sit here and banter with us. Maybe one day. But anything else you want to say to the pod today, Dan? Uh, no, but uh, I'll listen to this later. Hopefully you guys... Uh, I didn't listen to last week's, but... Uh, really? Uh, hopefully you guys are having a good one today. Dan, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into my one hour of editing into this podcast. You better listen every single week, okay? I'm a hardworking man. You're out. You're sleeping till noon. Well, I'm going to bed at midnight, uploading the podcast, and getting up at five thirty to work out before work. So, well, actually, I don't really work out anymore because of my injury. But I kind of do a half workout, and then I maybe go for a run. Regardless, Daniel Schultz, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for having me on the show. Um, wow, we've been talking for a long time, Jack. Do you realize how long it's been? Can I guess? You can I have a pretty good internal clock. Well, here's the problem: is I don't have an exact number for you. But oh, you don't. I have a I have a, a ballpark. Ballpark. I have a ballpark number. I'm gonna say a ballpark. Forty eight minutes. I think that's probably almost spot on. I think we're probably sitting right around the forty nine fifty range. Yep. But it, I could sense they'll it. be able to tell when I upload this. It probably might be dead on forty eight. So we'll see. Let us know. That's if the Jack, number. If Jack was right, we'll, that's the number. we'll see we'll when see. it's uploaded. But um. Yeah, that's, we've, we've hit the main stops. I could go on with more driving stories, but overall I've been lucky. Um, haven't got a ticket yet. I haven't. You could say I got one, but that ticket doesn't exist anymore. Good stuff, Tom. Still clean. I'm clean. Six years clean. Back to the clean slate. Still but, clean. Um, I, I'm definitely, I'll tell you what, though. She did her job. She scared me straight. I come to a complete stop at every stop sign now. Every time now. And now I feel like the people behind me are judging me like, oh, this guy's really? driving like a Com- weenie. Really? Complete stop? But, I mean, I come to a complete stop yeah. now. Yeah, I, I feel like I have to. I'm not risking that again. No. Because I don't, can cops? My, my I don't really speed anymore. I used to kind of drive like an idiot, if I'm being I, honest. A little bit. Not really. I'm not going to incriminate eh. myself on here if I was a speeder, but I'm really not. I mean, I'll just say it. I'd say... Freeway, I'm I'm not going over 80, and the speed speed limit's 70 in Michigan. Well, I'm, Michigan, they drive crazy. Yeah, I, I'm usually setting the cruise around 77, 78. Yeah, I'm the same. And then yeah, like, um, like town roads, like 25s, 35s. I'm not usually 25. I'm not going faster than 30. 35. I'm not going faster than 40. So yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not a speeder. I never really have been because I'm scared of the ticket. But the rolling stop yeah, thing, you just worth it. you hit so many stop signs in your life, you get in bad habits. You get into bad habits, and that's, that's true. I got caught. Allegedly, I didn't stop, and but guess what? Now I'm stopping again. So, yeah, folks, that's all I got for tonight. Uh, it was a pleasure having Jack back on. Um, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Brent's Bricks once again for the ad. Um, we now have empty ad slots. Unless Brent wants to renew, we'll talk to him first. He's got first dibs. But if you guys want to get a shout out on the Pipe It Up podcast, we're offering very, very affordable rates. And I think it's a great deal based on industry standard type thing. So uh, hit me up in the DMs at Pipe It Up MLW. Oh my goodness, Jack. Mm. Jack. Jack. We have forgotten one of the most recurring, longest segments on the show that I've had, the cue of the day. Oh, we didn't even do the cue of the day. We're definitely not good. We're going to be over 48 minutes now. Cue. Cue. of the day. How could I forget? My apologies, folks, but I'm kind of glad we saved, we saved a good one for the end. We'll have, to be, we'll have to be concise for this one, Jack. But today's question comes on Instagram, once again, submitted to at MLW. And today's question comes from at JVSplash14. Thank you for the question, buddy. And thank you. We're getting so many submissions now, like close to 20 a week. It's awesome. And he asked, as more players continue to enter the league, would you ever consider implementing a rule where each team had to play with at least a four-man batting lineup? Before we get into this, I want to clarify. Me and anything on this podcast is just speculation, nothing concrete. But, Jack, what's your opinion on this? I think it's an interesting question. I think it would be sick. I think that would – I think that would – help grow the league help grow the faces mm-hmm. of the league mm-hmm. um i think it would keep things fresh keep things new because you could obviously still you know form whatever kind of lineup you want maybe mm-hmm. the three and four guys in your lineup you're swapping out with a couple other guys mm-hmm. and well and i think it would just make things more challenging as a whole just from a yeah. batting perspective like we talked about before yeah, less be plate appearances but also 
throwing the pitchers off a little more because there's more there's different batters. Yeah, I, like I, I, I agree. I um, I'll say from a personal standpoint, I think it would be less. Well, depends who you if you liked your guys, maybe not. But from a personal standpoint, as a hitter, I feel like I would have less fun. I'd be more frustrated because I couldn't hit as much because hitting is usually fun. And, you know, usually the more you see a guy, the more confident you get. And, like, I'm, like, in football ball especially, I'm, like, itching to get to my next at-bat. Like, I'm, oh, I was, like, I was so close to that at-bat. I'm ready to get in there and tee off on the next pitch I see. So it would be frustrating in that standpoint. But as a fan, you wouldn't get to see your favorite players hit as much maybe, but the teams would grow. There would be more faces. Um, it would make it more challenging for the hitters most likely. Um, but it would add an interesting dynamic to the league, nonetheless. I think that's the best way to put it. It was it would be an interesting change to see enforced. Okay, so I know we're coming up on time, but follow mm-hmm. up. Yeah. In theory, in theory, what would do you think would be a better system? So, more three-man roster teams, or maybe not as many teams and deeper lineups like maybe yeah. it's even five people mm-hmm. or something so like in saying, theory so you're saying what if instead of having 15 three-man teams we have 10 five-man teams yeah. that kind of thing yeah Ooh, that's a good question jack you should you should submit some questions to q of the day yeah maybe <laughs> this one comes from jack from Agner. my burner instagram account so i'm gonna <laughs> submit the questions <laughs> this one comes from bearded j 92 <laughs> yeah you'll probably sniff that one out um that's a cool question i'll answer it real quick um you know, the cool thing is is now our fan base is growing faster. And mm. so then it feels like the new fans, like now it's weird because like you think like there'd be so many Wildcats fans and Eagles fans and Mallards fans because we've been around for a long time. But the funny thing is, is like 25% of our subscribers are new this year. So like yeah. the Diamondbacks are the best team that like maybe a quarter of the followers are now on the Diamondbacks bandwagon. So if you were to add a lot of teams, or I guess if you were to, yeah, if you were to add more teams with smaller rosters, New fans might gravitate towards them if they're good right away, but deeper rosters will have you like with a more deeper appreciation for franchises. Yes, that's, that's my I'm, opinion. That's what, yeah, that's my I, opinion. I agree. I so, agree completely. Could you imagine if we had like like a twenty-five no, team like playoff? Like it'd be insanity. Like a March playoff. Madness. <laughs> like yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be nuts. It would be. All right, well, that's, we're gonna leave off there and maybe bring this conversation back up next time. I don't want to yeah. keep you guys all day. I know you got busy lives, but. We're glad you could sacrifice an hour today to listen to the Pipe It Up podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. We hope to see you all next week. Once again, hit me up if you want a spot for ads um, on Instagram at Pipe It Up MLW. But that's a wrap. Stay classy, fellas. Pretty well as of late. Um, what is. What are we doing? <laughs> One second left. <laughs> so, I was. I, hey, Zerlag. Yeah. K- Jack, talk right now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, he can hear you. I'll, so I'll hold Zerlag. Hold you okay. talk to him. Okay. Okay.